four. Shoot bros. The shoot brothers. Yeah, let's shoot. Oh, brother, oh, brother, let's shoot. That's right, baby. Little baby Rudman, we're here. We're live. Andre Bocelli's in the studio. Uh, Bye, Andre. Bye. Oh, he just left. He just left. That's <laughs> all you're going to hear from him. <laughs> He's a busy, busy man. Uh, as are we on the road to WrestleMania, kicking off this weekend with the Royal Rumble. This is it, folks. The Shoot Brothers podcast. The only podcast in the world. Hosted by myself, Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Cameron, Boats and Hoes, Osborne. <laughs> bang, bang, baby. Mike, that... <laughs> Here I am, just <laughs> listening to you said. Oh, that, that was the fantastic introduction, Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> like you're right, um, uh, proving once again that blind people can sing. You got Bocelli. I never knew he was blind. Uh, he he's he's like helped gets helped out into the middle of the stage, kind of blind, and just fucking stands there. Okay. With his eyes like going Stevie all over Wonder the place. No, he doesn't do the sunglasses. He just does eyes I mean, going. I don't mean. I just mean like similar. They're both blind. Yes, exactly. That's what exactly what I'm saying. I mean, blind musicians, Mike. Legally blind. We don't know how blind. There's certain degrees. Oh yeah, of I course. I, I knew a guy. Um, a, it was like a brother of a friend who was. He was like so blind that he couldn't get his driver's license, but he wore these thick ass Coke bottle glasses, and he could like see <laughs> stuff. He just like wasn't yeah. allowed to drive. Like I've heard, very very few people are like a hundred percent pitch black blind. Pitch black. Like blind. as if you're when you close your <laughs> eyes. Yeah, like most people, they can see like shadows or objects, but you know you can't obviously drive or do anything uh, crazy. Not, nothing, not, nothing like that. Nothing like it. But anyways, this isn't and uh, this isn't an opt an opt an optometry <laughs> podcast. No, this is a professional yeah. wrestling podcast, and we're gonna get into the week. Let's kick off the week the way that we always do by crowning Brandon Tweedle champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Um, Mike, this week on our... Was it this week or one of the Dynamite? Yeah, it was this week's Dynamite. Um, Trent Barretta taking on Wardlow. Uh, and of course, you know, AEW, AEW likes to put out these... Um, uh, AW likes to put out these little vin. They'll, they'll just put out little video vignettes on their Instagram account, Twitter account. They're great at those sorts of things. Um, putting out a video of Trent, just doing a quick forty-four second. I'm promising. I'm, I'm getting the big win tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's when uh, some Twitter user, gosh, what's this even called? A four o fine art masterpiece studios says they could build a great story about him winning the title to make his mom proud. And that is when our brand new Tweety League champion, Sue. Susan. Susan. Susan Beretta. Uh, Susan Beretta, real name Susan Marachulio. Uh, <laughs> or uh, Susan Maracelli. Uh, respond, <laughs> respond to the fan by saying, but I'm already the proudest mom in the world. Oh, Heart emoji. Sue. Wow. What a sweet. I mean, lady. how could you not be? You know, the guy is, uh, you know, multiple time IWGP junior tag champ. Uh, he's had a full time job here in North America for the last uh, five years now. We're coming up on five years of Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Consistent. You know, he's uh, 
He's always in the, not necessarily a main eventer, but he's always in the hunt. He's on Dynamite more than he's on Rampage, so that's something. That's in the, that's in the right place you want to be, I guess. Yeah. You know, you know, he's always been around Cassie there. Congratulations to Sue. Love to see you again. I mean, we saw her not too long ago. I think, She's right? Made multiple appearances here in AEW. Of course. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, even just recently. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we saw oh, her once uh... driving off the. She was she was flipping off the crowd or something. <laughs> she loves pulling up in that minivan. And helping <laughs> that, out her little boy. Loves pulling up in that 2006 Honda Odyssey. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. Uh, congratulations to Sue and Trent <laughs> for that matter. Good luck in your match. Let's get into the wrestling week then. Let's uh, get into our first show of the week. Of course, we're all talking all of our action on SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Leading up to, yeah. remember, because we're Rumble Build now, baby. We are continuing. We have a contract <laughs> signing for that fatal four-way, uh, which I am, yep. I which I am over the moon for. This this is going to main event the show. I'm calling it right now. Do you think so? Uh, I we'll don't see. know. We'll I see. don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. We start with the contract signing. Nick Aldis in the ring. We bring out AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton. They all come out, sign right away. Uh, Randy Orton. I can't, it's just, it doesn't look right to me. He comes out with a white t-shirt and a pair of shorts on. It's just, I'm not used to it. Honestly, every <laughs> every single time we've seen Randy Orton since the return, he's doing something that I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah. Every time I'm used it's to one... trunks and a cutoff sweater. Give me trunks. Yeah, the sweater. sleeveless, the classic sleeveless sweater look. Or also, I can do t-shirt and trunks with little yeah. wrist with little wristbands. But it's always a dark t-shirt. It's never white. Yeah, don't do a but white one. A white shirt. Hey, do what you want. So, anyways, uh, those three come out. They sign right away. Paul Heyman comes out, says, "Oh, we have not had a chance to look at this contract. Roman will not be signing. Nick Aldis, he ain't taking shit. He says that's fine." Then we'll just make it a triple threat for the vacant undisputed title. And Heyman's like, no, 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 no. And we're not taking that. And anyways, Knight, AJ, they start to brawl, bicker, officials run out. Uh and yeah, that's pretty much the uh how that went. Also, when you're saying, you know, not used to people's uh look, AJ Styles in the, you know, it's the beard is thicker, the hair feels a bit darker, the, it, it's more of like a jeans, a black jeans look instead of his uh his yeah, his his, been... his tights, you know, kind of you know with the Japanese lettering on the side and yeah, and he's got like this long coat kind of thing he wears. I wonder what the in-ring I wonder if he's going to do the black uh, jeans for the in-ring performance. Or does he go back to the tights? I think so. I don't know. It seems like this is his new character. He's I don't know if he's quite a full-on heel, but he certainly seems to be in the tweener category. He's he's a professional who demands respect, and that's something I think <laughs> that we can all agree uh suits AJ Styles. Yeah. Uh, first match, you got LWO taking on Escobar, Angel, Umberto. Just a fun, high-flying match, as you'd expect. People flipping, diving. A bunch of cool little double-team moves. Uh, Carlito comes in, hits a backstabber on Angel, but he doesn't notice that Escobar tagged in. And uh, Escobar rolls up Carlito, gets a three-count. So Escobar and Co. get the win. 
Esco and Co. Yeah, Esco. Do we have a name for, uh, do, do, do these guys have a name yet? I don't think so. They could just take the Legato name back. Yeah, they could take Legato. Legato Del Fantasma. Yeah, I don't know. It would be easier on me for my notes and stuff. It would be easier for my brain if they could tell us, this is who we are. (laughs) See, what set the NWO over, Mike, wasn't Hogan turn and heel. It wasn't the excitement. No, it was just the branding. I could remember it. They told me, this is who we are. This is the t-shirt. It was simple, uh, black and white. Black and white. Crazy. They had some dude to spray paint it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we got a tag match. We got uh, Pretty Deadly taking on Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. Wow. When that they when that when that music it. came out and the graphic on the Titan Tron, of course, Peter Dune comes out with his yeah. uh, standard wolf. Well, you want to talk about ring attire? Wolf cut off <laughs> jacket, fur <laughs> with a yeah, singlet. Yep. Yeah, they did it. No more Butch, the Bruiser weight. He's back. Crowd actually gave him a nice little pop when they saw that on the screen. Uh, him and Bait, man, good team. Two tough, hard-hitting Brits. And, it's that bruiserweight uh, style. Yeah, I guess pretty deadly though. Where are the, they're definitely from the UK. I don't know which part, but uh, I don't know. One of them. Either way, good fight though. Good match. Nice to see everyone here and everyone's healthy. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> eventually, Dunn does the old finger snap on Elton, hits him with the bitter end, scores the pinfall. So nice little win for. Uh, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bates. The returning bruiser weights. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Hopefully they can, you know, they're a good team. Let's uh, let's see if they can get some momentum. <clears throat> yeah, and I think, yeah, together they are great. To, I mean, obviously great apart, but I think they could thrive here on the main roster together. Yeah. That's a good way for people to learn, you know, get to know Tyler Bates. He's still only been so around for a So has anybody time, else so. ever gotten their name back? Or is Pete Dunn? Uh, Piper Niven. Okay, right. Sorry, I forgot about Piper Niven. Yeah. Um, anyone else you can think of, even from There's like year from like years something. past or something? I'm sure there is, but off the top of my head, Piper's Nothing. the first yeah. one that I think of. Interesting. But uh, yeah, you know, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone left? Anyone left that needs a name change? Or I guess uh, um, anyone the who- the, uh, the retribution folks. They, Mason Monsoor. Oh fuck! No, never mind. I'm saying Dijak got his name back. They just took away the first part. Dom, yeah, yeah, I guess, Dom, yeah. He went Dijak from uh, T-Bar to just Dijak. Okay. To just Dijak. Anyways, uh, Kevin Owens comes out for the KO show, brings out guest Logan Paul. Logan just slinging some insults. Uh, but he does owe Kevin Owens the thanks because he's actually the reason that he's here in WWE. We see a clip from WrestleMania three years ago when Owens hit Logan with a stunner and embarrassed him in front of 70,000. And uh, Logan knew then he had to come in and prove to everyone that he belongs. And Owens is like, I barely even remember that, man. I've given out so many stunners. But uh, he does give him credit for not just being another celebrity guest. He put in the work. He's way better than anyone would have thought. But uh, you're still not one of us. And uh, 
You know, you complained about getting hit by my arm cast and threatened legal action, so I'll just take it off right now. He takes it off, and then Logan sucker punches him with that deadly steel and reinforced hand of his. Uh, and then, yeah, they just kind of brawl. Logan is able to slam Owen's unprotected hand into the ring post. So uh, Mr. Paul stands tall to end the segment. Great segment. Great segment. Yeah. Lo- Logan Paul did it. Logan Paul, great job. They didn't, and also the crowd wasn't trying to boo him out of the building too. Sometimes, you know, got a lot of lag with a lot of heat likes that that comes out. Uh, and this was a big segment. The, seg- <coughs> the segment had to set had to set the match. Yeah, should be a fun one. We haven't seen a fight since uh, winning that title. Well, yeah. Yet. What was it? Crown Jewel that he won it? Uh, yeah, I think. Can't Last remember. time he wrestled, Roman probably wrestled also. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Uh, up next, we got the women's tag titles on the line. Team KC taking on the Unholy Union. Alba Fire, Isla Dawn having their first match in like six months here. Uh, they got called up. They lost the NXT tag titles and then they just disappeared. Yeah, Ronda, they got Ronda Shana. Ronda Shana? Yeah, Ronda Shana. Uh, but now all of a sudden they're getting a title shot out of nowhere. So, I mean, doesn't make a lot of sense, but I like them as wrestlers, so whatever. <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah. And they look good. They come in hot. They get a couple big near falls. Uh, Team KC fight back, though. The biggest spot of the match, Caden Carter hits a wicked rebound Canadian Destroyer. Uh, beautiful. Uh, have we seen a woman hit a Canadian Destroyer before here in WWE? Um... Not not that I can really remember. I mean, I think that'd be more of a question I mean, for you, I Mike. Think, I think that I know. I'm thinking this may have been the first. <laughs> Maybe uh, did did Charlotte Rhea do it? I don't think so. That's like the only match I, I can put it past. I, that's the that's the only match that really comes to mind of uh, two yeah. two performers who could really make it happen. I yeah. remember the DDT. Either way, it was the DDT is always a great one. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> Rhea gets DDT'd, no side gets spiked. Uh, yeah. The Destroyer was awesome. KC, they follow up with the keg stand, get the pinfall, and the win. Retain the belts. Uh, this is going well, man. Team KC, they've been getting lots of matches. Well, lots yeah, they're of just, wins the like you said, months. just lots of matches. It's just just getting actual yeah. matches instead of, uh, you know. It's, instead of nothing. I mean, instead, these, instead of uh, nothing, yeah. Starting to heat up a little bit, these tag titles, which we've always been hoping for. Well, I mean, they're they are the cursed titles here in WWE right now. <laughs> every every promotion has yep. a cursed title, and theirs is a uh, this. And I mean, uh, yeah, Team KC they do they do some flashy moves. They are high injury risk, I'd say. Well, yeah, because they love to party, isn't that? Is the <laughs> <laughs> that's their whole theme? Yeah. It's their whole I mean, thing. I just I remember that pr- there was like a promo video they had in like the 2.0 era. The NXT 2.0. Yeah. And like, we love to go well, to music festivals. And their finisher is the keg stand. For no, no, it's, just, it's funny. It's just fun. I'm laughing, Mike. I'm just laughing. <laughs> and then right after, Asuka, Kyrie Sane jump in, grab the titles, challenge them to a title match. KC accept. So that'll happen uh, maybe next week. I don't know. But. Either way, love to see it. Because mm-hmm. I, I bet all these people are going to be in the Rumble in some kind of way. All four of the home. Everyone here. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, up next, we got AJ Styles taking on LA Knight. 
These two have been beefing ever since AJ returned, so let's try and settle it. Uh, starts off okay, but then Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa come out. They start uh, smacking guys around, so we just kind of, the match gets thrown out, so no resolution. Yeah, nothing actually happened in there. Yeah, save it for the four way, I guess. Yeah, save all save all the big stuff. Save all the big spots. It's yeah. weird. It was it was weird to maybe book on the show. I'll dare I even say it. Yeah. But then Solo, he grabs the mic, just says, "All right, two down, one to go. Get out here, Randy." So that's our main event. Solo Sokoa, Randy Orton. Uh, yeah. So uh, Orton's in control. He does the draping DDT, lines up for the RKO, but then Jimmy comes marching back out. But then LA Knight comes out, takes him out. Uh, AJ comes out, so everyone's just brawling. This distracts Orton, though. Solo grabs him for a Samoan spike, but Randy counters that with an RKO out of nowhere. Gets the pinfall, so Orton gets the win. And then Knight and AJ get in the ring after. Everyone's staring each other down. Knight punches AJ, Orton gives Knight an RKO, and then an RKO to AJ, but then Roman appears with a big Superman punch out of nowhere, uh, but Nick Aldis, standing at ringside, he hands that contract over to Roman, he's got to sign it, so finally signs it, makes the Fatal 4-Way official, then he just tosses the contract to the floor, uh, and then he goes for a spear on Randy, but Randy counters with an RKO, so Orton stands tall to end the show gosh the uh the the win-loss record of solo sokoa has to be studied the fall from remember there was that just dub dubs 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 and then he lost a match first year how he didn't and he lost one to like cody or something in that in mania's build last year or and it was like oh but then he beat cena and you're like and we're like yeah it's back yeah and uh I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like he he gets in these tune-up matches here, and then he lost to uh, <laughs> the same thing happened. Didn't he go up against uh, fuck? I don't remember who. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, Maybe, losses, yeah. more losses. Yeah, he's not Superman, you know. <laughs> Is that a line? Yeah, that's from Spider-Man. <laughs> Wait, in the movie <laughs> Spider-Man, the they say he's not Superman. Well, Aunt May says that to Peter Parker. Oh, okay. Uh, in what? When uh, like in the car. It was a cheeky little line, you know. The yeah, theater yeah. laughs like, because ah, he's Spider-Man. <laughs> but which anyway. means that in in Peter Parker's world, Superman comics exists. Yes, but Superman, the real superhero. Yes, the real Superman does. doesn't exist. But like, if if super <laughs> if Superman comics does, then so do Batman comics. Yeah, of course, I would think so. So does Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeves is alive. <laughs> and anyways, we're getting into yeah. uh, a little bit too much. That was the entirety of SmackDown. We've one more show before they close it out before the Rumble. But the very next night, we had all the episode, all the action on Collision. Now and uh, the bit, I think the big, the 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 big uh, news that I think we're coming into it, uh, knowing I was excited for Thunder Rosa returning to action. Uh, yeah, singles action at least. I think she's had to tag match. The singles action. Okay, 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 okay. No, no, fair enough, either way. Uh, but we start off, John Moxley taking on Shane Taylor. Big match for Taylor here. Uh, 
yeah, they just kind of have a slugfest. Lee Moriarty's out there causing some trouble, helping out Taylor, but uh, eventually Mox gets the old bulldog choke, bulldog choke applied and chokes Taylor out. So Moxley gets the win. One of the most devastating moves uh, in all sports entertainment, or at least it's turning into. Yeah, he's won many matches with that. So. Yeah, gosh. <clears throat> and then we get Adam Copeland coming out for his weekly open challenge, which uh, is answered by Dante Martin. So uh, just a fun little match here. Dante looking pretty good, hanging in with the veteran. You know, doing his high-flying moves. Uh, Copeland goes for the spear. Dante does like a backflip over top of him. And then he does the nosedive moonsault. Makes the cover, but Copeland's feet get tangled in the ropes, so it breaks up the pin. Uh, and then Dante, another near fall. Big sunset bomb, but he goes for another springboard into the ring. But Copeland spears him out of midair. And then Copeland locks Dante into the grindhouse. Forces him to tap out, so Copeland gets the win. Right, that's what we're calling that, like, uh, crossface. Yeah, it's pretty much just the crossface, but the, gr the grindhouse. The grindhouse! Yeah. <laughs> they should only call it the grindhouse when he uses the metal in the mouth like he likes to do. Oh, yeah, Breaks like the, the, the middle off, of the chair know? in. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, I think, yeah, the, he, did a, he did a post-match, I think he was t telling Shivoni. He said, uh, "Keep, keep these challengers are keep coming, but don't get me wrong. Uh, Christian is the true, uh, yeah, you know, the true man I'm after. Yeah, still not done. <clears throat> but let's get to the next match. As you alluded to, Thunder Rosa big singles return taking on Queen Amanada. Uh, yeah, Amanada going after that back that kept Rosa out for so long." Big double knee drop onto the back, and then she steals a move from Tony Storm. She hits Rosa with a big hip attack in the corner, and uh, I gotta say, Avenada looking pretty good here. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, getting a good. This wasn't like a squash match. She got a good amount of offense. Some in, and, solid strikes on and throughout this entire match too. Yeah, they were hitting each other pretty hard. There were some, sti there were some uh, stiff. There were some stiff hits. Stiff hits. Chops. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> big headbutt from Avenada. An air raid crash. Uh, but Rosa has her comeback, hits the Tijuana bomb, and gets a three count. So Thunder Rosa with the win. But uh, Queen Amanada, though, starting to gain some traction here in AEW. Well, you know, I did hear uh, they're bringing back the rankings, apparently. I'm sure, I don't know if you heard this news. Yeah. Um, I think starting on Dynamite, they, they officially brought them back. Uh, you know, they never really followed them that much last time i think but i think this time it's FTR. like guys we're really gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> i remember last time ftr was ranked one for like six months straight and they never got a title shot yeah well that was in uh when they were trying to be the belt collectors but it never it never quite worked i know they fucked up yeah. but anyways we'll see what happens uh bullet club gold come out for a promo Colton Gunn rips off the rock with the finally the Bang Bang Gang has come back. And uh, Juice Robinson not with them, though. He's out injured, so they pull out a cardboard cutout of Juice. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. So they're just ripping off everyone from the Attitude Era today. But then Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed come out. 
they offer to form a supergroup, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. The trio's champs and the Ring of Honor six-man champs, let's let's unite. Bullet Club Gold, they consider the offer. And then they actually go and scissor the acclaimed. Wow. They're, they're on board. Put this that alliance? on your t-shirt, Mike. Bang, bang, scissor <laughs> me gang. Yeah, this is a bit of a surprise. I mean, who knows? This could all just be part of a long con here. But uh, well, and like like we had thought before, uh, you know, the belts being unified in some kind of way, maybe between yeah, the Ring of I Honor that and could be, that can be the end goal of this. Surely the Bullet Club goal. This is all just a ruse, I would think. Of course. But, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, some singles action. Buddy Matthews taking on Daniel Garcia. Garcia's got FTR in his corner to counter the House of Black, so this new alliance for Garcia. He's really starting to turn babyface as well. and uh, Yeah, they just have a good little match here. Uh, Garcia with a big pile driver on the apron, working over Buddy's knee as a figure four around the ring post. A little Bret Hart classic, and then another Bret Hart move. He does the sharpshooter. Uh, but Buddy's able to escape, uh, and then, yeah, crowd's loving the match, everything's going well, Buddy with a big stiff knee goes for a powerbomb, but Garcia counters into a jackknife pin, barely holds Buddy down for the three, but gets the win, so, big win for Garcia, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, nice to see. Well, yeah, Buddy Matthews is the guy you want, uh, who, who's going to, who's gonna have to put someone over. He is that guy. Watch him spike yeah. on his fucking head. Yeah, give him a DDT. He'll make it look like a million bucks. He'll make it look like a million bucks, kid. <laughs> yeah, so fun stuff. Uh, and then later afterwards, yeah, there's like House of Black jump in, FTR jump in, they all brawl. And then backstage, FTR and Garcia challenge House of Black to a six-man elimination tag match in a steel cage. That's an interesting idea. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen an elimination cage. So it, it goes that. three on I mean, three and then three on two, you know, and then it goes down like there. But, like, if you escape the cage. I guess you forfeit. Yeah, what does that, what does that, that mean? What does that mean exactly? Because there's never, there's, yeah, eight. No, none of the cage matches in AEW have had escape as a victory option. So it might just be you're out of the match. You're eliminated. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard I don't to know. say. We'll find out. Find out next. Uh, we'll find out on Collision. Yeah, it, it's, it's happening not. on Saturday. I know. Probably going to be the lowest rated Collision ever. Going head oh. to head with the Rumble. Oh, oh, because it's going head to head with the Rumble. I forgot about. Oh. Yeah. Why so. they say that? I wonder why they. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out on the next day or something. Of course. Uh, next match we got Roderick Strong taking on Matt Seidel. Here in Seidel's hometown of St. Louis. So he actually got a big reaction here. and uh, They have a decent match. He hits a big meteora off the top rope for a near fall. But Roddy fights back. Hits the big rising knee. Flips Seidel all the way around. And then follows up with the end of heartache. And that gives Roddy the three counts. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, Roger, Roddy's coming after uh, Orange Cassidy, right? That's what uh, Adam Cole yeah. told us. Yeah, so he's he's getting this yeah. he's getting those tune ups before uh, ready to challenge. 
Yeah. I mean, they announced it's going to happen at Revolution, so we're still killing time. We got like five, six weeks. Oh, they announced the match already. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't realize. <laughs> I think last week, Cassidy's like, yeah, you can fight me right now. And Roddy was just like, no, we'll do it at Revolution. So, oh, okay. I th- yeah, I think it happens. Uh, miles away. Oh, well. Anyways, main event, Eddie Kingston teaming up with Ortiz to take on Claudio, Castagnoli, and Brian Danielson. And just a good main event. Crowd was hot. Uh, lots of crowd work with Brian and Eddie. Brian's getting the crowd to chant, he's a bum, at Eddie. And someone in the front row had a king of bum sign. So, that <laughs> was, was funny. Cool. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, Claudio does the big swing on Ortiz. Uh, Eddie tags in. Him and Claudio, a big chop battle. Uh, Claudio grabs Eddie by the legs and just yanks him balls first into the bottom rope. That takes Eddie out, which allows Brian to stomp away on Ortiz's head and then hit the post psycho knee. Get the pinfall, so Brian and Claudio with the win. The BCC taking it with him. Yeah. Are, do we have plans? Uh, I, th- I don't think Brian Danielson has been spoken about once in, in regards to Revolution. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell he's going to do there. You know, because no, no, sure. exactly. Well, with no Kenny Omega on the card, we need a, we need a big, we need a seller, we need a seller. You know, not selling in the yeah. wrestling sense, but like you know, a big, we need a big ticket. Yeah, you know, your technical potential five star match. Uh, what if we? Uh, what about sure. a what about a surprise Danielson Osprey? Ah, that would be a great match, actually. Like somehow, like somehow, be. it's a surprise because yeah, his his commitments of uh, with whatever with uh, New Japan are coming to their close. Yeah, he'll certainly be on the roster by March. So uh, yeah, that would be that would be a great choice. Book right it, there, book think. it, TK. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, moving on along over to Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw! Let's get raw! What's the big news coming out after last week? Seth Rollins injuring himself in that match against Jinder. Tore his MCL, tore his meniscus. So he comes out right away to address the crowd. He's limping. He's got the knee brace on. Uh, crowd gives him a big ovation. Thank you, Seth Chance. He says with surgery, he'll be out three to four months. Doesn't know what the future holds. He's going to take it week by week. That's when Gunther interrupts. Uh, you know, he says, me and you, we've been avoiding each other for a while, but today's a great day to tell you what I think. And he says Seth is a workhorse champion. He comes in, fights every week, just like him. Uh, so it makes him sad to see he might not make it to WrestleMania. But Rollins says, you didn't let me finish. I don't give a damn what the doctors say. I don't care how much I got to rehab and how hard I got to work. I'm carrying this title into WrestleMania. And I'll do everything I can to walk out of WrestleMania as the champion. Gunther admires his confidence, tells Seth from one great champion to another... I plan on winning the Royal Rumble, challenging you for the title at WrestleMania. And, wow. Uh, Seth's just like, all right, remember what you're coming after. And extends his hand, 
Gunther says, remember who's coming after you? Shakes his hand, and then Gunther leaves. But then Kofi Kingston and Xavier would show up and attack Kaiser and Vinci, who are also out there. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, then we just go to break, come back with the match. Kaiser, Vinci versus New Day. <clears throat> so, nice to see Vinci back after that concussion. Nasty head Nothing. bump. Yeah, thankfully not too serious, I guess, if mm-hmm. he's uh, you know, and back I'll- already. And obviously the big news, yeah, Seth Rollins, uh, you know, couldn't handle Jinder Mahal. I think, honestly, that's what it comes down to. He couldn't... I mean, he won the match. He couldn't handle the man's furiosity. (laughs) Gosh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly it, you know, and we're not not taking the belt off him. He's not forfeiting or whatever, and uh, I I just got to think. I got to think, Mike, what the hell is Damian Priest doing? Yeah, this would have been the perfect time to come out. And, so I guess we've learned know. maybe two things. One is that it, within the within the briefcase is never your name. It just whoever holds this briefcase gets the championship uh, opportunity. Well, we, we learned that. But then also I think we've now learned that it says unless champion is unavailable due to injury. There has to be some kind of clause in there. Who's yeah, the one, I mean it's who's, happened. Who, who's the raw lawyer? Or like, uh, is there some kind of like superintendent or a comp controller who we can speak to? I don't know. I don't know. I know once it happened years ago when Daniel Bryan had the money in the bank, he tried to cash in on like the injured champion, and Teddy Long was like, "No way, player! Really? He can't compete." Yeah, that's lame. But um, I mean, but Rollins said he is. He's not going away, so maybe he could have still cashed in. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, he, uh, Rollins can't like he's like dipping one little foot in, a, dipping a toe in. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, oh well. Uh, but either way, we get this tag match: Imperium, New Day, and Vinci showing no fear, taking lots of bumps. Uh, yeah. So everyone. They're just so consumed with the brawl that they uh, they fight to the floor. They don't even notice the ref counting to ten, so we get a double count out. Nothing special until they just fight their way into the crowd. They all go on top of some equipment. New Day tackle Imperium off the equipment through some tables on the floor. <laughs> and through and through some tables on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So maybe this will lead to some sort of false count anywhere match. So they can get a proper one, proper yeah. finish next Bet- time between these guys. We've yeah. seen, we've we've been seeing more than I think I've I've noticed more of the new day uh, re- more recently on television. Is that am I crazy, or are we seeing uh, them a little uh, bit I more? Mean, yeah, I think now you know they've kind of swapped injuries for a bit there, but now they're both healthy again. So mm-hmm. swapping injuries. Trying to get yeah. Uh, backstage, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley. Continue their power struggle. They're arguing, trying to take leadership. Priest walks off. Rhea tells the other members of Judgment Day, all right, guys, tonight Priest is on his own. You're going to be busy helping Dominic with his match. So, mm-hmm. Well, uh, Damian Priest is thinking a whole lot of things, let me tell you. Yeah. Then we get some women's action. Ivy Nile takes on Valhalla. Who we almost never see wrestle these days. She's always just standing in Ivar's corner. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's here. Mm-hmm. They duke it out. 
in the background on the top of the ramp, you see Nikki Cross just walk out, just still doing her blank stare. Her blank me. stare into nothingness thing. Her I'm kind of possessed yeah. kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. But uh, back in the ring, they climb up the ropes. Ivy hits a big top rope bulldog, which they're calling the pit bull. And I guess that's her new finishing move. She gets the three count. Nothing like it. Yeah, they, and I'll, the commentary team in this match, uh, if you go back and listen, really listen, really putting over Bulldog's type of stuff. <laughs> uh, I'll just ask Dustin Rhodes. A lot of, well, the most devastating move in all sports and entertainment. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, hey, at least hers was off the top rope, so. At least, Bigger, yeah. Oh, well, d- don't tell, don't, don't, don't let, uh, d- don't let Dustin hear that. <laughs> He's going up there. Yeah. Uh, then Nia Jax coming out for a promo. Talks about Rhea and Becky wanting to face each other at WrestleMania because they both want to avoid her. She's going to kill their dream. She's going to win the Rumble. Uh, that's when Becky comes out. Says, you know, I got a target on my back, but no one's got a bigger target than you, Nia. And not just because you're bigger than everyone, but because the whole locker room doesn't like you. And you push them around. You probably injured half of them. And that's when Bailey appears. Says, you're both idiots. I'm winning the Rumble this year. And everyone just starts brawling. Becky hits Bailey with a manhandled slam. Nia throws Becky to the floor. Nia hits a leg drop on Bailey. So... And uh, three of your top contenders there for the Women's Rumble this year. Yeah, a lot of good stuff here. A lot of good stuff here. Becky just uh, continuing to just crush Nia through all these promos too. Fan, I think the, <laughs> I think the fans love it also. Not in a mean way. Just every, she all she she says everything with such a you know such point. Yeah. No, she's great. Always great. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got the Miz taking on Dirty Dom. The crowd chants, "We want truth." So he's really getting over here as the the wannabe Judgment Day member. Like <laughs> yeah, well, Zane. literally, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's, it's almost like the exact same as Ain treatment. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they're having a decent match, uh, but the other members of Judgment Day they're interfering, which allows Dominic to hit the six one nine and the frog splash. So Dominic gets the pinfall win. And then Judgment Day all jump Miz after the match, so DIY come out to make the save, and uh, DIY going to get a tag title match next week against Priest and Balor. Just like that. Yeah. Remember the Creed Bros? What happened to them? We saw them. I think they were backstage uh, hyping up Ivy Nile. Backstage, but I mean, remember they they got called up. They were like hot for three weeks. They won that tag team. Well, turmoil. They got, yeah, they got the championship. They got the opportunity and then, um, didn't they lost the match. Yeah. But didn't someone like cannonball and then it kind of hit Finn Balor in an awkward way. Yeah. The word is that they, uh, they were a little pissed off after the match. The Brutus ball was a little stiff. Oh, I was right. <laughs> that's these, one of the things. That oh happened. my God. These I'm halfway through the Bret Hart book and these guys don't know how to work. Let me tell you. <laughs> and I think also Julius kicked out of Priest's finisher like right after the three. So Priest was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know, oh, like after one, two, three, and then kicked out? Yeah, to try to still look strong. Like, that's oh, what, I almost got it. That's, that's just a weird move in general. It's a weird thing to do. So, I mean, there could be some backstage heat. Okay. Uh, 
Because, yeah, the Creeds, you know, they called up. There was like three or four weeks in a row. They were picking up wins, getting a good push, and then they just haven't had a match in like over a month. Has it been that long? Shit. Feels like it. Yeah. It's been about that. Whatever. Hopefully they can, you know, get back on track. Yeah, because coming up to the main roster, like we said, we're like, these are the fucking guys. Yeah. Up next, we got Chad Gable taking on Ivar. Real nice match here. Uh, Ivar with a big splash off the apron onto the floor, onto Gable. Uh, they go to the top rope. Gable with an awesome overhead belly-to-belly suplex off the top. Uh, Ivar with a leg drop off the second rope. Gable kicks out. Ivar goes for the moonsault. Gable avoids it. Shows tremendous strength as he deadlifts Ivar with a big German suplex. Uh with the bridge but Ivar kicks out of that and then once again they go up to the top rope Ivar goes for a superplex but Gable is able to like flip around midair and hit a super German suplex and then Gable climbs the ropes looking for a moonsault but then Valhalla jumps up distracts him Ivar grabs Gable hits like a one-armed powerbomb Gable land almost right on his head there awkwardly but uh He's okay. Ivar climbs the ropes, hits the doom salt to get the win with a big assist to Valhalla. Valhalla, lots of screen time, too, for that. Yeah. Shoe- for the shoeless wonder. <laughs> the rabbit pelt lover. Our rabbit pelts, baby. Rumble's coming up. We could have another top uh, three finish, top two finish. <laughs> yeah, though, uh, this is a great match, though. Uh, I mean, Ivar, he's been killing it. In, yeah, in the run. time that Eric's been off, uh, really picking up the slack, or not even picking up the slack, just showing to all of us this is who you've been the whole time. Yeah, and Gable's always awesome, so hopefully hopefully they can heat him back up a little bit, mm-hmm. get his eyes back on that Intercontinental title. You know, if, uh, if Brock Lesnar is not going to fight Gunther at WrestleMania, why not Chad Gable? Yeah. So... Anyways, time for the big face-to-face promo. Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, they both come out. Big pops, lots of chance for both of them. Punk shakes Cody's hands, you know. We both says we both took different paths to get here, but he hopes after the rumble we can still be friends. Punk says all the way back in 2007, Dusty Rhodes called him and Cody was starting an OBW, asked Punk to keep an eye on him and Punk's watched Cody grow from a preliminary talent all the way to a main eventer. He's proud of him. But at Sunday, or Saturday, at the Rumble, he's going to be targeting him. And uh, Cody's like, yeah, you know what? I was a pure nepotism hire. Well, Punk, you busted your ass on the indies to get here. And despite all that, we became great friends, but there will be no friends at the Rumble. And Punk says, I didn't have a world-famous dad. My dad was a blue-collar electrician, which ironically makes me more of an American dream than you. So Cody says, all right, Mr. Dream, let's talk about the pipe bomb. You know, you rattle off a blueprint for a revolution that inspired hundreds, and then you left. You dropped the torch, but I picked it up and actually did everything you talked about. That makes me more CM Punk than you. 
So uh, Punk says, if you think that, you can get the full CM Punk WrestleMania experience. Get the keys to the kingdom. Bust your ass for two years. Get on the cover of the video game only for a bigger star to come in and take it all away. And that bigger star is me. Not The Rock, apparently. Wow. But <laughs> Cody just says, all right. My path goes through CM Punk and the Royal Rumble. And goes to leave, but Punk grabs him and the face off. Nose to nose. The crowd's going nuts, chanting for both of them. And they exit the ring. Great promo from both men here. And, I mean, these guys are definitely going to be at least in the final four, I think. Uh, both these yeah, two guys. Yeah, have to. They're going to have that face-to-face in the mo- in the middle of the ring type of moment also. Yeah. I mean. There's a there, chance there's a, there, there's a chance it's one of these two guys who's actually going to win the Rumble. Like, that that exists. That chance I'd exists. Say, yeah. That's, that's the betting money. Yeah, it's on those two guys. I mean, of course. Whether or not they can make make good on that victory come WrestleMania is another question. <laughs> yeah. So, good storytelling though. Good promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go to uh, Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler taking on Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, some more women's tag division. Nice to see them. Sad, All these different yeah. teams. Another one. Uh, yeah. So it's getting getting consistent. It's looking good. Uh, Candice LeRae with a nice move. She, like, holds on to Indy's hand, does a big tightrope walk on the top rope, jumps off, does a Hurricane Rana to Zoe off the apron to the floor. and uh, So Candice looking good. But then Shayna, Zoe, fight back. Zoe hits the Z360, gets the pinfall for her team. They celebrate. Team Casey gets in the ring. Holds up the tag titles, but then the Kabuki Warriors appear. They attack them all. So, yeah, like I said, man, this division heating up. There's at least a lot of them. Yeah, I think what some of these, you know, especially the t- well, the likes of Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Candice LeRae, Andy Hartwell. Just give a let's get a name. Let's get a shtick. Yeah, we need a name. We need a name. Uh, <laughs> we need a color scheme. Um, yeah. uh, it's like I mean, it was Candice it, and Indy. They can just go back to being the way. Right. It was like um, it was like when uh, after the first time Vince McMahon saw Bret Hart and Jim Neihart wearing pink, <laughs> he said, "It looks great. You'll wear it every show." <laughs> yeah. So good to see. But let's go to the main event: Drew McIntyre taking on Damian Priest. Uh, Drew with a big. Overhead belly-to-belly suplex on the floor. Priest hits a broken arrow to Drew on the announce table. Doesn't break. And then, uh, yeah, Priest with some high flying. He does a nice, he jumps off the middle rope, does a big flipping senton onto Drew on the floor. That's when R-Truth shows up. He's still trying to give Priest his cut of the merch money. And Priest is just like, fuck off, man. And he shoves (laughs) Truth down to the floor, which the crowd is not happy about. But uh, Truth doesn't understand. He just goes over to the Money in the Bank case, tries to put the cash in, but he's like, he doesn't know the combo. What's the password? I didn't even know this thing had a combo lock on it. It really brings a whole other, like, you know what you see, like, in espionage movies when somebody will have, like, a briefcase attached to, like, handcuffs? Or, like, in Ocean's (laughs) Eleven when someone's moving sensitive documents through a crowded area? Um, I've never actually thought about the security measures on this thing. Um... Other, I mean, we've only really seen it open a few times. 
Yeah, I mean, what's to say? Mike, when like, was the first time? When was the first time we saw it open? Uh, I mean, it's happened. Because I would but. say it's almost like the contract isn't important. It's it's the the the, the physical representation of the <clears throat> the briefcase. Yeah, like what if someone snuck the papers out of there and then after, like you cash it in and then they open it up? Don't after say like, that on. Minute. Don't say that on air, Mike. They'll be doing it next year. I mean, that would not. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. But well, hey, dude, the yeah. fucking Otis lost it in a in a civil trial. Um, well, I, 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 I believe litigated by JBL, who I did some digging. He has no legal background. It was a sham trial, <laughs> Mike. It was a sham. I think the trial isn't where he officially lost it. It just led to a one-on-one -on -one match where he then lost it after. Oh, uh, do I have my but. facts? Do I have my facts? Either way, JBL had no business. I mean, it should never have gone to trial to begin with. It should have never gone to trial. Well, that just tells you about our legal system, Mike. Come a on. kangaroo court. A, ca a kangaroo court. Should have at least gone to Judge Judy. She would have been fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Anyways, back in the ring, Drew hits the Future Shock DDT, goes for the Claymore, but Truth jumps up, still yelling, Priest, what's the password? This distracts Drew, he goes after Truth, tosses him out of the ring, which allows Priest to come up, hit the south of heaven, uh, makes the cover, but the ref is so busy dealing with Truth, he doesn't even see the pin, so Priest is pissed, he throws Truth to the floor, but then turns around into a Claymore, and that gets the pinfall, so Drew McIntyre with the win. Our truth accidentally costing Priest the match and maybe costing himself a spot in judgment. Wow. Gosh, the fans aren't going to like that. It, it does kind of feel like we're doing Sami Zayn 2.0. Uh, but with <laughs> more, mean, but, but, with, but with less trying to be funny. Um, you know, I think Sami Zayn took his I mean, position. He's... I mean, he, did, he, he he's taking it very seriously. I will give you that. <laughs> but truth is always funny, though. He's always a funny. It's character. exactly that's who he is. Um, but, uh, Damian, you know, Pri think... Damian Priest looking like the dumbest motherfucker in the company. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think our truth could get into the group, and Priest might get kicked out because he's been such a dumbass the last. Yeah, because he has been doing shit all. Yeah, thinking he's the leader when we all know Rhea's the real power in that group. Literally, since he won, I feel like it's just been downhill. Yeah, just the most failed cash-ins. and Yeah, I don't know. He's still got like five or six months, though, with this thing, so see what happens. Yeah, at least. Gosh, well, I guess July, yes, he has to use it by, uh, by, the, by Tirana. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. And at this point, I don't even think he's well. He's ready for the, the world title. It wouldn't be uh No, yeah, there was there was so much momentum early on uh in that part of his career, right? Uh and up yeah. and, up until him now winning it's it. Kinda, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. But they got some time to figure it out still. They got some time to figure out. Hopefully we will figure that out and we are going to take a break. Yes. We're gonna take a break, we're gonna come back, force all the action on the second half. We have the rumble preview, so you are definitely gonna want to stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Back here in the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking it out through that long, arduous break. 
as we <laughs> make our way uh, um, across across the Royal Rumble. Like you said, the road to WrestleMania is just about to begin. But of uh, but you know, unfortunately, I was uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this year's build. Like we just said right there, Cody Rhodes or CM Punk, one of the two of them is going to win. I feel it really feels like. I mean, I mean, of course, it can happen to anyone. Though. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. There is. We'll give a quick rundown at the end. There is nothing guaranteed um, in the world of wrestling, um, and there's not even anything guaranteed within the here in the uh, the context of the show, Mike. Because <laughs> earlier today, I received word from a man who hides in the shadows mostly. He hides in uh, like parking lots, um, underground parking structures. He has a long uh, duster style, you know, kind of raincoat on, large brimmed hat, hangs out in the shadows. L- little man, crazy voice. Crazy voice, little man. Hang, yeah, it's a little. little We've never seen the man's face before, but he tells us his name is AC Dirt. Raincoat, little hat, smoking a little cigar, (laughs) hanging in the shadows with a crazy voice. What's he saying? Um, Well, he's 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 saying, of course, the big news in the professional wrestling world today is that Vince McMahon is on another level. His words, not mine. It said, on another level. Stop. Of course, a couple years ago, um, we, 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 we experienced this. Vince McMahon was coming back in the TKO thing, and then he wasn't, and then it, it was a very murky kind of, is he back, is he not? Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, he went on this little retirement tour. Steph, Steph was there at one point. He took a stunner from Stone Cold. <laughs> the worst stunner of all time. <laughs> one, of, one of the, well, I mean, you call it the worst. Yeah, the worst match and the worst stunner. Uh, but yeah, so um, uh, the, the reports coming out, and not even just from the uh, the, the the Twitter world or whatever. This was uh, originally an op-ed that the uh, Wall Street Journal had reported um, that between um, that between uh, or throughout um, a woman's interactions with Vince McMahon's uh, um, was sex trafficked two other um, high-level executives and other professional wrestlers um, within uh, within the organization, Mike. And it's pretty much all that you've exactly heard. Even, um, you know, in, uh, the, the, the plaintiff, the woman who is, is making all these accusations, even uh, giving detailed accounts of gifts that Mr. McMahon would give her that are, like, completely quantifiable with receipts and, like, they exist. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't just hide the fact that um, Vince McMahon was giving out clubhouse access seats in the Belmont Stakes, the most prestigious <laughs> race. That you can't just, you you can't hide pearl uh, necklaces purchased from a specific jeweler in Connecticut. Yeah, 
You cannot hide no, specific uh, cashmere shawls, sunglasses, Nordstrom purchases. You cannot hide a brand new BMW 430xi. These are things that you just cannot <laughs> just hide, Mike. These are real things uh, that occurred. Apparently, Vince McMahon was um, coercing uh, wrestlers um, into re-signing with the company um, by getting this woman to offer potential sexual favors and or just like explicit photos in that. Yeah. I saw there's like 65 pages of documents going over everything. I only I only saw bits and pieces here. And let me but tell you, Mike, like, you can keep reading, and I'll tell you one thing. It doesn't get any better. It no, only gets not. worse from page one on. It's, uh, yeah. It's bad. I saw some, like, leaked text messages and stuff. And, I mean, the way Vince talks, he's like a fucking... 17 year old on reddit yeah i don't know if i believe the text me like a specific a text message can be doctored or whatever but uh it can but i think i don't but know the, I okay, buy the it. wall <laughs> the wall street journal never mentioned the text messages they only mentioned the actual kind of like um reported uh, real things that's what i gotta say well i know i think this is all part of the same package but uh i don't know yeah Looks very bad. I mean, we already knew what a terrible person Vince is, and this just piles onto it. Uh, I mean, he's been out of the chair, the booking chair, for a while, but this might be the push that gets him officially out of the company entirely. Like never the TKO and Endeavor are calling the shots. But I, I, Mike, I, I, you know, I would even, you know, like to know, you know, not only just the photos that the TKO Endeavors are, you know, they post when they're on. When they're on Wall Street or whatever, when they're doing another thing, like this, this, this kind of feels like this is an imperpetuity thing. Yeah, this kind of feels like a never mentioned again and erased from our memory of. I and I hate to say it, and I, I might, I, I hate to say it, Mike. I hate to say it, Mike. But judging from what I have read today, from what I believe to be reputable news sources. This is a and Mike, I really hate to say this. This is this is a Benoit level what the fuck. <laughs> and I and mean, I, mean I I can't I, you know and uh, the pressure wrestling world has been littered with tragedy throughout. Of course, there were men who literally just watched Bruzy Bruiser Brody die. Because they were scared that they were going to get killed themselves if they did anything. I understand the professional wrestling world is filled with all sorts of ups and downs. But this is a... There was one worst thing. And now I think there are the two worst things. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it's certainly... Uh, yeah, very high up there. Shane is sitting at home. Thank God he tore his fucking quadriceps off the fucking bone. <laughs> Getting away from this mess. We also haven't seen Steph on television for uh, too, too long well, ever, of course. It should be worth noting uh, about all Nick Khan, Hunter, and Steph all didn't want Vince back, and we knew that. Yeah, um, in an effort, they voted him out, you know, in an effort to distance themselves. But uh, it's also difficult to imagine that uh, not everybody knew everything or parts of stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, it's hard to say exactly how many of the dirty details they knew, but I'm sure they knew more than the rest of us. 
but yeah, you know, they they kicked him out. Stephanie, she stepped in, and then as soon as Vince came back, she's like, "Fuck that! I am not working with this guy." So I'm sure she, I'm sure she had an idea of all these. Yeah, I, I I definitely do feel like behaviors. Stephanie McMahon and her father do not talk. I definitely feel like there yeah, is that. You know, like, just like that. You know, like the way that a lot of you know, there's a lot of people. You know, family relationship strain or anything like that. I definitely feel like they are yeah. a part of that group. Um, and this all coming on the heels, Mike, of the big announcement. We're coming to Netflix, baby. That is <laughs> right. Um, new television deals. Uh, so Raw in the States is moving over to Netflix. Uh, but in Canada and in all international markets, all of WWE is actually moving over to Netflix. And that will be including um, the various elements of the catalog similar to the WWE Network, essentially making it obsolete. Yeah, I mean, great news. Mm -hmm. Great news for anyone uh, that either couldn't get the network, or if you already have a Netflix subscription, then now you're getting a huge bonus with all you know. And Mike, and Mike, I said it's like people like me. My, I, I don't have, you know, you, you because you have to have the cable to have the 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 package. That's just fucking insane. I, yeah, I, I want to just pay the money, but no, I have to have. Either cable <laughs> or a Sportsnet Plus, and Sportsnet Plus is whatever that kind of cost is. Um, yeah, you know, and I think it's a bit. Sure. I think it's a big step forward in that uh, the whole kind of Canadian cable market, cable streaming in general. I even even uh, yeah, even it's... for something like the UFC. Did you know that you like uh, God? The UFC rules are fucked to begin with. But even if you have UFC Fight Pass, you don't actually get the main card pay per view. Yeah. So in Canada, you no. have you have yeah you can you have to pay fifteen bucks a month just to get Fight Pass, and that's so you can watch everything up until like the main card or whatever it is. Yeah. It feels silly, but TKO also owned you know the same group. It's uh I can see progress happening. That's all I'm saying. Progress. Yeah, no, it's good news for uh, for pretty much anyone. I mean, easier access. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, now instead of two subscriptions, you can just pay one. You don't have to pay. And also, it's on your fucking app. The app is right there on your smart TV. It's uh, It could not exactly. be any simpler. Uh, cannot wait. Uh, and also, for me, I think the catalog, too. You know, uh, without having the network, yeah. you, don't, you don't have that availability of the catalog. To just throw on. I wonder if it's if it's gonna take a bit. Like, to, are they are they gonna have everything uploaded at once? Like when the network first launched, it took a little while to. Add. Yeah, I'm sure you maybe yeah they'll go like pay per views first and then, uh, yeah. you know, or something. Like maybe every month where they add twenty new episodes of Raw. Or something like something work. like that. Exactly how it does work. You know, but like I said, you know, I'm I'm reading this book and Bret Hart's talking about these matches and I I want to be watching them after he's kind of talking about it. This sounds <laughs> like oh yeah, this sounds dope. Yeah. Um, I, uh, mm -hmm. I love doing that. You know, sometimes late on a Saturday night, I'm like, hey, let's let's throw on Mankind vs. Undertaker. Let's go back to 1998 and just have a watch. Yeah, anything. Let's watch Royal Rumble 2014 when the crowd shit all over the match because Daniel Bryan was because Daniel Bryan didn't win. Just, or uh, yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, let's go back to uh, WrestleMania three yeah. and watch that big slam in <laughs> real time. <laughs> Exactly. So, 
Yeah, good news. So one interesting part is, so the Netflix deal, I think, kicks in next January. January 2025, yeah. Cannot come soon enough. But the the current Raw contract on USA ends in September. So there's kind of like a three or four month window where they got to figure out uh, where Raw is going to air. Oh, that's bizarre. I'm sure Netflix will figure that out, right? Either that or just cut like a short deal. With like CW or whoever wears the CW you know, wears NXT. Like, yeah, right, we'll give you four months for a good price, and then I don't know. But uh, yeah, big news, big scandal, and good news on the other end. So a lot of a lot of crazy shit going God, on. God, yeah, it was a big week in the world of WWE, and uh, especially being the week of the Rumble, it's only going to get bigger. So let's move on into the actual wrestling action. All the wrestling action over on. NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. The very first match of the night here. We got that dusty classic tournament still ongoing. The team of Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin taking on Eric Frazier. Axiom. Uh, Baron and Braun looking, uh, looking like a tight knit unit. Gotta say. Yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking the team. Uh, you know, the crowd. They actually started chanting Wolf Dogs, which was one of the names Breaker pitched last week. So, hey, Uh-oh. let's go. Sounds like, it's, sounds like it's going to stick. <laughs> I like it. But, uh, yeah, fun match. Semifinals here. Good blend of strength and speed. And, uh, yeah, uh, there was an awesome move when Braun Breaker... He grabs Axiom. He like does a he flips him backwards in the air, catches him on the way down with a cutter. Awesome looking move there. Uh, and yeah, Fraser Axiom. They hit back to back frog splashes on Breaker, but he kicks out. Then Corbin comes in, goes on a roll, hits a super fast deep six. Uh, Death Valley Driver, Brain Buster, big combo there. Axiom kicks out, but the crowd's loving the match. Chanting, this is awesome. Axiom does a top rope Spanish fly. Fraser does a Phoenix splash. Uh, but the pin gets broken up. And uh, eventually Corbin hits the end of days. Braun hits the big spear. Gets the pinfall. So Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin going to the finals of the Dusty Cup. And this team looking good. Yeah, you know, I think Baron, they could win the whole damn thing. Baron Corbin's career truly has been uh, uh, revitalized after coming down here to NXT. Yeah, he's had a good run, you know, kind of similar to what Finn Balor did when he came down, won the title, Dolph Ziggler, kind of a similar thing as well. And now look at him. Uh, now look at both those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so good stuff there. Uh, we go backstage. Ava Rain walks out of Shawn Michaels' office, followed by Sir William Regal making his big return to TV here. <laughs> Thank you for throwing in the sir, by the way. I was uh... <laughs> well, of course this man's this man's royal, uh, former king of the ring. He is a he's a you know he's a king. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's <laughs> so he comes out of the office. Ava thanks him for helping her in there with Shawn and. Regal congratulates Ava on becoming the youngest general manager in WWE history. Wow, these younger records keep getting younger and younger. Have you noticed this? I mean, 
Uh, yeah. Julia I mean, Hart became think... the youngest champion in AEW history, and then like a month later, Ava Rain becomes the youngest manager in, in, in history. It's only going to get younger. Uh, to a certain point. I we're mean, gonna have we're gonna have a sixteen year old winning the rumble suit. <laughs> I don't know if they if they can do that <laughs> legally. It's child labor. Yeah, the child labor laws. But either way, I mean, damn, Ava Rain, she fucking climbed up the corporate ladder in record time. Wow. Was, yeah. Gosh. Kind of out of nowhere. So too. I guess she's never wrestling again, and she's gonna do a manager role. She's going to the Rock's act. Like, she's going to the Rock's acting school. Yeah, they're like, listen, you're pretty bad in the ring, but you're the Rock's daughter, so <laughs> you've got a job. You've got a job here. Uh, I would love for yeah. one of these like second generation wrestlers, you know, where it's like, hey, you got you got nothing in the ring. What do you want to do? And she's like, oh, well, I've always wanted to be a veterinarian, and they're like, no, no more gimmicks. <laughs> what do you want to do in the business? <laughs> like, oh no, yeah. I like, I I I'd love to, I'd love to help uh, senior citizens. No, the business. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if she's the general manager, what is Shawn Michaels' official title? Uh, president, president CEO. Because <laughs> I imagine he's still the one. I mean, we don't see him every week or anything, but he's the one booking the matches, calling the shots. Yeah, presumably. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Surprising, but I mean, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't whatever. ask me. Uh, our next match, Lash Legend taking on Ren Sinclair making her singles debut after that great showing in the Battle Royal last week. She eliminated her opponent, Lash. And, uh, so, yeah, Lash roughs her up. Ren gets some moves in. Jakara Jackson starts interfering, uh, which allows Lash to hit the choke bomb, get the win. Metaphor, go to do more damage, but Fallon Henley runs out to protect the rookie, Ren. Yeah. A little protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we got Dijak taking on Joe Gacy. Gacy attacks Dijak during his entrance. They just brawl around ringside. Uh, Gacy smacks Dijak with a chair. Dijak hits Gacy with a big boot, smashes him through a wall. The wall that's underneath that big balcony there, which I think we've seen break once or twice before. But uh, Have we? Paper-thin walls on that Gosh. Oh, well, I mean, there's paper-thin everything everywhere, wherever you go. If you work here at <laughs> WWE, I, I, I'd be scared to lean on something. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Tony Storm in the announce table. You never know when something's just going right, to fall right apart. Yeah, but uh, anyways, Gacy gets up, Dijak chokeslams him through the announce table. Officials pull them apart, so we never actually get the match. Nothing happens. But whatever. Then we go off-site. Robert Stone, he's got Von Wagner. They go to a football field for a little training uh, for the upcoming Heritage Cup match. Stone's two sons are there, and yeah, they just run drills, tackles a dummy with Noah Amdar's face on it. And so that's, yeah, that's his training. Yeah, it's still going. Lexus King takes on Trey Bearhill. These two have been going at it since the breakout tournament, so mm -hmm. looking to settle things. They duke it out. Eventually, Lexus hits the coronation to get the pinfall win here. Yeah, just the names. Lexus King, Trey Bearhill. Just feels... Uh, I don't mind Lexus King. Yeah, it's growing He's on you. into the whole, the whole King gimmick and the throne that slides out. It's, yeah. it's not bad. Okay. Eh, well, yeah. you know, hey, that's all it takes, oh. right? Yeah. 
Backstage, Josh Briggs walks up to Ilya Dragunov, goes to challenge him. But Trick Williams steps in, says, No, I want Dragunov at 100% for Vengeance Day, so I'll fight you tonight. And Carmelo Hayes is like, Yo, why, why are you helping out Dragunov, man? You got to worry about our Dusty Cup shit. So, Melo's still being a little bitch a bit. Just a little, yeah. Because he also, he, he was he was kind of saying to himself, What the hell? I thought I was getting called up. I mean, yeah, that too. That too. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, no Amdar or Omensa come out for the talk show, the Supernova Sessions. They bring out the guest uh, who screwed over her own best friend in the Battle Royal last week, Lola Vice. Lola just says her friendship with Electra Lopez always had an expiration date. <coughs> uh, you know, Lopez was just using her to get further. And anyway, she doesn't regret anything. She won the breakout tournament on her own. So Electra Lopez comes out to respond, just says, uh, yeah, she got here through hard work. Well, Lola got here by shaking her ass, pretending to know MMA. So can't wait to take her out next week. And then they start brawling. Yeah, it wasn't much for me here. It wasn't much for me, I don't think. Yeah, we didn't really need the whole interview. This could have just been a backstage thing. Yeah, it could have been a quick backstage, or even better, put it up, put it up on your Twitter account. <laughs> well, they're uh, always bragging about the the numbers on their socials. Well, yeah. Do do something with I it. I mean, that's yeah. But uh, we go over to Chase University where Repo Men are now just taking everything away, and Andres says it's all his fault. Duke says, these are just material things. We could replace them. But then they come in and take his MVP trophy away. And he freaks out. They even take Andre's podium away. They're cleaning them out. Andre just says, looks like we're finished. Next week, it'll be all over. Class dismissed. Gosh, the rise and fall. Uh, it, it, it is really hard to see. You know, maybe the, the first of the 2.0 factions to really... It was one of the longest lasting too, and oh no, it's yeah, just so hard. <laughs> <laughs> they did a good job getting over. They had the whole fan section, and mm -hmm. people really started to like. They had them some championship and, uh, matches there, some opportunities. Yeah. A short run with the titles, very short. Very short for a minute. Yeah, a hot minute. It's too bad, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Anyways, then we got Dragon Lee taking on Scripps. Uh, Dragon doing his thing, high flying, flipping flying. Scripps doing that as well. They both love to do that. Uh, OTM in Scripps' corner, but then Tony D and the family come out. They brawl with them. and uh, Back in the ring, Dragon hits the Operation Dragon to get the win. And then Obafemi appears on the balcony to tell... Dragon Lee, he will accept his challenge for a title rematch at Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Coming up a couple weeks, probably. Three weeks away, maybe? I think less than. I think it's the week after the Rumble. Oh! Love is in the six. air, Mike. Love is in the air. <laughs> yeah. We don't really have uh, any love storylines going on. No, we now. don't. Uh, it's too bad. Yeah, Kiana James and Jensen last year. I mean, I guess we have Tatum Paxley stock. You always got to have one love storyline going on just for this exact purpose. Yeah. Come on, Sean. 
<laughs> he's the heartbreak kid. He's got everything. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's too focused Bring on heartbreak. Too focused on heartbreak. Yeah. Next, Blair Davenport takes on Carmen Petrovich. Uh, yeah, Blair targeting Carmen's back. Big double foot stomp. Carmen, though, with those wicked kicks. I got to say it. She's the best kicker in the women's division. She is very talented with those legs. Uh, but, yeah, Blair takes over, grabs Carmen, puts her, uh, grabs her arms, and then hits a big knee to the face. That gives Blair the three count. Yeah, uh, still getting more wins, but, uh, yeah, the crowd doesn't really seem on board. Still trying to figure it out. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, she isn't really, her character is not really much there. Yeah, especially because all like especially because all of these uh, NXT women are so campy. Yeah, she really doesn't stand out as much. Uh, Carmen, though, I'm liking Carmen. She's uh, she's she's been looking good. Apparently, with those Still kicks, yeah, though. yeah, great legs. Uh, next, Trick Williams takes on Josh Briggs. Uh, you know, Briggs trying to take that next step in his singles career, looking pretty good. Some big power moves, a couple near falls. Dragonov was doing commentary. So then on the floor, Briggs, he runs at Trick. Trick whoop, jumps out of the way, so Briggs ends up nailing Dragonov. So Dragonov's pissed. Tries to jump in the ring, but then Carmelo Hayes appears. Takes out Dragonov. Uh, and then back in the ring, Briggs goes for a choke slam. Trick counters into a pin, gets the one, two, three. So Trick wins. Uh, but later backstage, Trick is mad at Carmelo for coming out during the match. Melo's like, man, Dragonov was going after you. Trick's like, nah, he was going after Briggs, man. So, yeah, still uh, lots of tension. I, I think we could see these two in the Rumble. That'd be a guess. That would be a guess. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll definitely see a couple NXT guys and gals. Uh, and yeah, those two would be good choices. Yeah. I think Continue so. Continue the storyline. Continue the storyline. One the other. But really, like, I want Mello on the main roster. Yeah, I think he's ready. Pretty much after this Dusty Cup wraps up, you know, maybe have the one-on-one match with Trick and then move on. Exactly. Yeah. And it should be one in, but one our- out. I get to kick someone off of SmackDown in, and get Mello instead. <laughs> it's, it's a one in, one out situation. Yeah, we could do that. Thank you. Uh... Our final segment, though, the new general manager, Ava Rain, coming out, going right to work. She's here to host the NXT women's title contract signing between Lyra Valkyria and Roxanne Perez. So they come out. You know, Roxy, we both respect each other. Lyra, you're one of the best women in the division here. I was in your position last year, but this year is all about you. I had to pick myself back up to get to the title I never lost. Uh, and you're going to have to do the same thing when I beat you at Vengeance Day. Lyra just says, yeah, you know, I'm tougher, though. I'm not going to crumble like you did. So they get in each other's face, sign the contract. They stare down, shake hands. Lyra leaves, but then her stalker, Tatum Paxley, sneaks out from under the table. She grabs Roxanne, slams her through the table. Lyra's like, what the fuck? Tatum's like, I thought you wanted me to do this. <laughs> Isn't this what you wanted? Yeah. The match is uh, set, though. But- NXT, we've committed to these two women of the top yeah. of the company, gotta say. 
We've committed. Should be a good match. Exactly, especially in a first time uh, a first time clash. I think we've we've done the we've done the work selling us to get here. Now we're here. Now let's have some fun with it. You know. Yeah. And the Tatum Paxley wild card. You know, I like. Uh, you know, her when she, her first year or so, she really didn't have any sort of gimmick or character. So that you mm-hmm. know, I kind of like this little stalker thing she's doing. Yeah. Now we actually have something uh, something to think about. Yeah, something to do. Yeah. So that was NXT. That was the entirety. So let's move right on. Of NXT, let's move off over to the very next night. Of course, we're talking Dino Might. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Kicking off this week's show uh, with Smojo coming down to the ring, welcoming us to Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Savannah, ooh, nana. Ooh, <laughs> mamma mia. It, 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 it wasn't long until Hook uh, made his presence known, um, you know, uh, coming down to the ring. But, of course, uh, Samojo letting us know that uh, you, 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 got, you got off. Easy. Yeah, you had your shot, but now the ranking system's back, so you got to earn. If you want another one, you got to climb your ranks. Climb up the ranks, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, then he calls for security. Hook beats a few of them up before getting out of there. And then Joe goes to sit down on commentary and just says, Who raised that boy? Taz is like, Ugh. Yeah, not, well, probably, probably, <laughs> probably his mother because, you know, the, the life of a wrestler. I'm reading the book, Mike, let me tell you. Uh, well, but, uh... <laughs> uh, but, anyways, yeah, like you said, he's sitting on commentary. Um, we have our first match of the night. It yeah. is uh, Hangman on page taking on Penta L0. Whatever he is this time. Whatever he's going by. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, two of your top top stars. Always going to have a good match here. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, the, the Hangman on page, also the photo render, is his new thicker beard look. So mustache and beard. A, a, it's a real thick mustache. Can we get him a cowboy hat? I want to see him. Is it time? Has he, he's, ne- he's literally never worn a cowboy hat. <laughs> Man, I, I, think saw, it's time. I saw some clips uh, from when when him and Kenny were the champs. When when him and Kenny were the tag champs, he used to wear yeah. trunks. Huh? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know. Like the six star match, he's wearing trunks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think did Moxley debut with trunks as well? Uh, I know when he was in Japan, he was wrestling with. No, trunks. Moxley had like um, they 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 were kind of like boxers. Okay. Uh, but still uh, skin t- like skin tight, like boxer briefs yeah. almost. Still different than what he's doing now. Still different than what he's doing now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Check out old hangman on page from four years ago. He's wearing <laughs> trunks. But uh, yeah, hangman penta, good little match. Uh, hangman with a big pop up lager bomb goes for the buckshot. Penta ducks hits made in Japan for a big near fall. Then Hangman does a big top rope moonsault to the floor, and a bit later he does hit the buckshot to get the win. And then Hangman just points at Joe on the commentary and just tells him he's taking that belt. He wants it. He wants it back. Mm-hmm. Oh baby, give feels, him one more chance. Yep, feels like he's coming for. It. I guess you know, uh, the, the 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 we'll have to have something on the card for Revolution. Yeah, I mean we already know Sting's retirement. 
Which could be the main event. It could be. It could be. Here. I feel like it might be the main event. But I feel like yeah. the world title would be the one before it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They, they always stack. The last two or three matches are always the biggest ones. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I could see, like, the world championship match being the second last match. And then even the, cra- yeah. the crowd is there. And they're like, okay, now here we go. It's the Sting match. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's going to be hot for that. So. Uh, next match, Trent Beretta taking on Wardlow. Wardlow dominates a lot of the match, tossing Trent around, but Trent fights back, gets some moves in. The Undisputed Kingdom come out. They get in some trouble with the refs. The refs are distracted. Trent grabs a chair, smacks Wardlow with it, which allows him to go on a bit of a roll, hit a big pile driver, but Wardlow kicks out. Uh, And then Wardlow fights back. He's got Trent, like, draped off the top rope. He just lifts him up and lets him drop face first right into a big knee strike. And then he picks up Trent for a huge last ride style powerbomb. He spins him all the way around just to show off before slamming him down. And that gives Wardlow the pinfall. Wardlow, the uh, Sue is sitting at home right now. Um, <laughs> you know, she's still a proud mom. How can he not be? If I, I if I, I hope to be a parent. Like if I'm a parent one day and my, uh, I'm going to say like 38 year old son has a six pack. I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then we go to the virtuoso Diana Perazzo coming out. Tony Storm as well. They're both here for a sit down interview on the stage with Renee and some beautiful editing here as they literally cut the camera shot in half. Black and white on the left for Tony. Now this, and then now this was a matter of a. Uh, we should, you know, if if a sh- I think AEW, the AEW production team is saying, hey, um, best, best production, shooty. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's you know, like the night before the Oscars, they have the Oscars for the ones that don't really count. Uh, yeah, those little extra. Someone's no th- someone's really thinking about something. Yeah. <laughs> Great effect, though. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, Tony says, we have history together, you know, her and Deanna, but she can't use her past friendship to get a title shot. Perazzo says she didn't come to AEW to make friends. She came to win titles, but she's got no problem earning that shot. She doesn't want to wrestle this version of Tony, this delusional sham. She wants the one that slept on dojo floors with her, the one who lived in her house. So please dig down deep, find that version of yourself. And if you need a reminder, look at your ankle, which the camera reveals they have matching tattoos. Uh, or tattoos, as Tony calls them. Tattoo! Yeah. <laughs> so that, that friendship is real, folks. This is all real shit. And Perazzo just says, you got everyone fooled, but not me. Tony says, you could take your tattoo and blow it out your bumhole. And then tosses a shoe at Perazzo. Now that's a new, this this has to be a new one. Matching tattoos. Um involved in yeah. the angle. Yeah, for sure, I think. At least uh to this level. Wow. Uh so yeah. And then Tony throws a shoe, Perazzo takes off her shoe, throws it right back, attacks Tony, puts her in the arm bar. Mariah May jumps in, helps Tony. So uh and then yeah, Perazzo goes for a kick. May moves. Luther gets nailed. They flee. Perazzo picks up the belt. So, 
We all know where this is headed. Title yeah. match between these two. Title match at Revolution. This uh, feels great. I feel like this uh, also kind of took up a lot of time. It was great to see a multi... You know, there was a lot of women here involved in a, in a long promo segment. I think the crowd is into it. Deanna Perrazzo, am I saying <clears> that still? Uh, being yeah. presented like that, like that champion also. Or, you know, like that person of value, of pedigree. Yeah, no, she's been booked well since coming back. And, you know, nice to have this this real-life storyline involvement here. So adds a bit more levity to the match. Mm-hmm. Should be good. Uh and then a brief backstage thing. Taya Valkyrie with Johnny TV. Taya's pissed at Perazzo trying to jump the line. So she challenges her to a match next week. Next week, baby. Then we go to Swerve Strickland taking on Jeff Hardy. And it seems like Jeff is kind of in the midst of uh, turning heel. He was very unenthusiastic when he came out doing his entrance and... Uh, he wasn't his normal exuberant self. Yeah, and on the, the 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 little his name bar the nameplate graphic is the fun fact said he disrespected Darby following their match last week on Rampage. Yeah, so he must have done something dirty. The, there the, too. the fun the fun fact on AEW promo the little kind of tag at the bottom of the screen there is always like the third fact the, um, that people had on the show next. Do you remember the show next? <laughs> Uh, on MTV where it was uh, so there'd be like it was like a dating show and then you'd have like a girl and like five guys and then okay. each guy would go like a guy a guy would go on a date with a girl and then at any point she could say next and then that guy was off the date and the next guy was on <laughs> but sounds like MTV you, you got the amount of money it was like however long you lasted if you like if you made it to the end of the date you got like either like the cash or you could take the second date and then sometimes at the end of the episode <laughs> that person could say no and take the money instead but anytime yeah. these anytime these people were ever introduced it was like it would have three facts about them it'd be like you know they're like hey my name's Chad um, and then it's like I go to like you I go to the University of Boston I love playing hockey and I hate the smell of bananas like the third <laughs> The third one yeah. always comes out of left field, and those are always the AEW tags, and I appreciate getting to the stuff that's <laughs> important. I don't need to know where Jeff Hardy went to elementary school. I want to know what he if, – if he likes grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, uh, these Savannah fans, they love Jeff Hardy here. Uh, Savannah. And, uh, you know, this match ended up being way better than I thought. Uh, yeah, I think I, best match. I think this I think Jeff Hardy. I think it's Matt Hardy's. the problem. <laughs> Well, I mean, Jeff's gotten sloppy, too. But but I mean, this is definitely. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. And Swerve Strickland is also on um, on a tear recently, too. Everything he does touches everything he touches turns to gold. But you're yeah. right. Jeff Hardy's so. performances with Swerve Darby. He knows how to, what to do. Yeah, this went over 13 minutes. Good back and forth action. You know, Jeff, he was flying. He runs, jumps off the stairs, knocks Swerve over the barricade, and hits the whisper in the wind. Uh, he was doing so well. There was actually a chant, whose house? Hardy's house. Hardy's house. You can believe it. This episode of uh, Dynamite was also sponsored by uh, Hardy's, uh, the fast food chain. 
in southern United States in Savannah. Yeah, never had it. But, Neither have I. I just uh, know it exists. Yeah, I see commercials and shit. But anyways, back on the floor, Hardy hits a wicked twist of fate onto the steel steps. Back in the ring, goes for the swanton bomb, swerve avoids, hits the house call, but Jeff kicks out. So finally, Swerve has to hit the Swerve Stomp, and that gets the three count. Swerve wins, but like I said, this ended up being way better than I expected. I thought it was a pretty good match. This was fantastic. Yeah, like you said, everyone came out of this looking awesome. Definitely Jeff's best match in AEW history, I think. You think so? I mean, can you recall a good Jeff Hardy match? Other than than maybe that Darby one, because there was a bunch of big bumps, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, what was it, a ladder match? Or I can't remember what it was. Yeah, or maybe a TLC match of some kind. Or... Yeah. But, yeah, great stuff. Good to see Jeff can still go sometimes. Yeah, he still can if he wants to. <clears throat> then we go to Thunder Rosa taking on Red Velvet. Rosa dishing out some stiff chops and Velvet giving them right back. And, uh, yeah. Rosa hits a nice big running drop kick into the bottom ropes and then a Northern Lights suplex. Velvet kicks out, but eventually Rosa is able to hit the Tijuana Bomb, gets the win, and she's now on a six-match winning streak. Six-match? I guess, yeah. Like you said, yeah. She's back. Uh, she had a tag. A couple then... tag matches that we had before. These... And we are coming back. We are coming back really there. I think one thing Collision has missed is a real presence uh, from the from the women's division. I think Thunder Rosa, Mercedes Monet, they could headline the entirety of the collision collision women's division. That's hard to say. (laughs) I mean, yeah. That's a big if on Mercedes, though. We still don't know where she's going to land. I'm just hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The second she shows up, she's your top star. Exactly. She's one of your top stars in the whole company when she shows up. Well, if and when. If and when, yeah. We'll see how this weekend goes first. But uh, let's go to the trio's titles on the line. Finally, these belts are on the line. The Acclaimed and Billy Gunn defending against Mogul Embassy. Feels like it's been forever since we've had a fucking title match for these. But uh, Since maybe the entirety of their reign. Yeah, since they turned them pink. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, Bullet Club Gold come out as well. Their newfound friendship, they're in the Acclaim's corner. Uh, match itself was fine, pretty standard six-man, you know, going back and forth. Prince Nana slides in a chair, distracts the ref, but then Jay White jumps up, snatches the chair away, and then the guns grab Prince Nana, powerbomb him through the timekeeper's table. So, Bullet Club Gold really acting like babyfaces here, helping out the Acclaimed. And Back in the ring, Billy Gunn hits the Famouser, Bowens hits the Arrival, Caster hits the Mic Drop, that big combo gets the pinfall. So Acclaimed and Billy win, retain the belts. Yeah, we're building up the friendship, uh, because when it falls, it's going to be miraculous. And uh, I think, yeah, Bullet Club Gold will get that, that kind of respect. I think that they've been waiting for a little bit, too. Yeah, have the unification match at Revolution, hopefully. Yeah. That means we still got a month before the betrayal, so <laughs> lots of time. The great betrayal. Yeah. Uh, we get a vignette for the return of Serena Deeb, who will have her first match since 2022. 
Yeah, so we we had heard that there was actually a, uh, and I think we got a little, maybe a little brief one the week prior, but there was actually a, a a a, a health concern. I don't re- specifically recall what it was, but there was a health concern uh, outside of a, it. It wasn't an an injury. Hmm. That it held her out for um for time, you for know, for for over a year. Yeah, for her to recover, be with her family, yeah. all these sorts of things, uh, before returning to wrestling. And because yeah, we had a fucking. We were on a debathon uh, for the majority of the Covitude era. She held it together. Yeah, she was the uh, NWA Women's Champ, defending that belt a lot on and on injecting her presence back into the women's division along the lines of a a possibly returning Jamie Hayter soon, a a Britt Baker type. Uh, I I I I have great. I I I'm thinking big things for um, hopefully. For the women's division here in 2024, I have high high hopes. <laughs> yeah, high hopes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. indeed. <laughs> uh, let's go to the main event. You got Adam Copeland taking on Minoru Suzuki. Big first time matchup here. The crowd appreciates it. They chant "Holy shit!" before the bell can even ring. And uh, you know, hard hitting slugfest. That's a Suzuki match. He loves it. That's just a strong style, beating the shit out of each other. Uh, on the floor, Copeland tackles Suzuki. They break through the barricade. And just back and forth, stiff blows. Uh, Copeland hits the impaler. DDT goes for a spear. Suzuki counters into an armbar. Copeland escapes, hits the spear, but Suzuki kicks out. And then Suzuki puts Copeland in a deep sleeper hold and Copeland his face was turning purple I thought this the man this was he was purple he held he was holding his <laughs> breath was, like yeah. no one asked yeah just holding his breath and just like just like pushing his face good selling there uh but he manages to slip out slam Suzuki into an exposed turnbuckle the pad I, I don't I guess I don't remember it's came off at some point in the match at some point but yeah I think it was an accident, but Copeland follows up, hits not the spear, but he takes Christian's move, the kill switch. Not the prettiest looking kill switch, but still sending a message to Christian and gets the win with it. Who, uh, well, I mean, who took the best kill switch? Was it Kenny? On the chair? Probably. I think it's also, you know, Edge. It's not his move, and Suzuki, maybe he's never taken the move, and... Yeah, exactly. Suzuki's pretty old. He doesn't. He doesn't take the best bumps. I mean, both. I mean, I, th- I think the combined age of this match is probably <laughs> ninety six, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at definitely least. close to it. I mean, Suzuki's fifty five, so it might even be 100. Oh, I'd say it's 40. plus hundred. But how how old yeah. was uh, Taker and Shawn Michaels when they had their? I feel like even that combined age, like they were both only forty. Like they were both younger. I was say that was probably only like eighty. I yeah. feel like they were both younger than AJ Styles. <laughs> is right now yeah. I think so. <laughs> gosh but. it's all funny uh the adam copeland o- open invitational um adam copeland open invitational <laughs> a- the acoy is is uh has has been going pretty well seeing some of these international stars uh really yeah. waiting until uh until a revolution maybe he can win it back yeah, he grabs the mic after and just says, God damn, I've never been hit that hard in my life. And he gives respect to Suzuki, offers a handshake, but Suzuki just growls at him and walks off. And Copeland's like, oh, that's fine. That's okay. He didn't, you know, but that was a war. 
the kind Christian knows nothing about. I'm still coming for him. So, yeah, likely at Revolution. I mean, maybe. I mean, what would be more fitting than a ladder match between these two for the title? You think so? I mean, that's their bread and butter, the whole TLC gimmick. Yeah, I guess. Game. I guess, yeah, if they could, yeah, they, they call it a ladder match, but then they also incorporate the uh, the L's and the C's. Yeah, every ladder match usually involves tables and chairs. So. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, you know what? That's a great way to uh, finish off Dynamite, great way to book Revolution. And before we... No, I was gonna say that you you booked that for Revolution. Oh, sorry. You booked sorry. the ladder match for Revolution, but we might as well. Well, you said it right there. We might as well talk. Start talking Rumble. Not really much to book here. A couple of these other matches. Uh, Logan Paul taking on Kevin Owens for that Universal, sorry, United States Championship. Um, what 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 do we think here? Earlier on, or maybe late, you know, towards the end of 2023, we had thought. Logan Paul, L.A. Knight, give Knight his WrestleMania moment there. Uh, yeah, I'm beating Logan Paul. That's... I'm still thinking that's it because I can feel we have some great promos in the middle there. And we'll feel great yeah. for great L- yeah, promos. Yeah, I can feel some real great TV action. So I think Logan Paul's going to retain uh, with this. I do think this Fatal 4-Way could be the main event. Could be. It could be. It very well could be Roman Reigns, <laughs> uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and L.A. Knight. Roman's got to retain, but I am just excited for the the the, the four way match. I've been saying it for the past few weeks now. You know the lack of match type diversity in in Roman's reign has maybe gotten to me. I'm really excited for something fresh. Yeah, should be a great match, even if we all assume that Reigns is going to win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you never know. A last-minute swerve. If Randy Orton were to win the belt and the Roman could still fight the Rock, Cody could still go for the title and everyone gets what they want. But it would seem a little bit, you know, if Roman, Roman, you think he's going to lose the belt at WrestleMania or nothing else, really. At this point, or he, or next year's WrestleMania, Mike. I gotta get this through your head. Uh, what Hopefully about the? <laughs> oh, you say that now. What about the women's Rumble here? Um, now WWE's done a great job this year of not announcing entrance, so there are going to be a lot of genuine surprises. I think uh, earlier. I Earlier on, we had thought it's going to be it, it's going to be Becky Lynch. Becky and Rhea have been the money match that they have been waiting out on. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, we only have four out of thirty entrants announced for the Women's Royal Rumble. Wow! So, I mean, Becky Lynch, as you said, Nia Jax, Bianca Belair, and Bailey, which are probably your top four. I mean, that those could be your honestly final four sound right like final fours. <laughs> it, it really does, especially with Charlotte being out and. Except yeah. for a Sasha Banks return. Sasha Banks return, that would be huge. That would be huge, uh, exactly. Like, you know, um, uh, we're definitely... hoping. You're, you, do you think it's going to happen? What do we think here? Oh, well. Uh, and Mike, not, I, just want, I just want you it to... It could happen. I, just, for, just to refresh the listeners, uh, Mike, you said there's no way CM Punk comes back, so uh, your word... I left room. I didn't say 100%. <laughs> you did You back. did say 99.9. You are right. I'm certainly a lot uh, more likely on Sasha than I was on Punk, so... Mm-hmm. Like, Sasha, I could even go up to, like, 50%. 
I get well. Okay, uh, you can't say fifty percent because fifty percent is either it happens or it doesn't. <laughs> well, that's a fair bet to make. No, it, it has to be before. It has I mean, to be I can mo- say it has to be forty-nine or fifty-one. Okay, uh, fifty point one. No, 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 no. It has to be fifty-one <laughs> or forty-nine. You can round it up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because either that's what you think. That's where the money lies. Is it, do you think it's going to happen or do you think it's not going to happen? That's where the money lies. It's, I, think it, I think it could happen. It's not ah, that I think it's okay, okay. going to happen. I'll get it. But anyways, what I want here. to happen as well, mm-hmm. Tiffany Stratton has to show up. Yes. Uh, yeah. She has to be in there for like 30 minutes, get five or six eliminations. They've been treating her like shit on NXT the last six months. So let's get the call up going. Let's get a big bang, bunch of eliminations, be one of the top, you know, one of the iron women of the match. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes down to it, like you said, Becky Lynch, certainly a top choice to win. But I also think Bailey. Bailey her and year. her connect, being on SmackDown, her connection to the rest of the team there, to the rest of Damage Control, already being on the out. Bailey also being the only one of, uh, or, or no, or rather, sorry, Becky's already won it. Bailey's never won yeah. a Rumble. This would, you know, solidify her in that goat kind of status. I do also think uh, Bailey. It could, it's good. Bailey or Becky. These are my two. These are my yeah. two guesses. I think I mean, ba- we've got the damage control story. And Bailey you know, wins. The- She's a media babyface. I feel like Bailey wins. Yeah. And they can tease her like, oh, you're gonna cash in on Rhea, right? But then they kick her out of the group. She cashes in on EO. Exactly. We We can have a great story build heading to Mania. And then Becky, she can win the Elimination Chamber in Australia and have the big stare down with Australia's own Rhea to end that show. Exactly. Yeah, well, then we can book it later. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the men's rumble, similarly, uh, you know, very few entrants uh, named. Obviously, yeah. Gunther Only told eight. said he's going to be in eight there. Out of, this has got to be the lowest ever for pre-announced entrance. Um, so what do we think here, Mike? This is the big one here. So I think the two. <laughs> I think the two biggest camps are either Cody Rhodes wins and challenges Roman, or CM Punk wins and challenges Seth. These are the two camps. Yeah. These are the two trains of thought. Those are certainly the most likeliest. Uh, of course, there's always the Rock Dark Horse, as they've said every year for the past three years at the Rumble. <laughs> isn't it convenient? Isn't it, isn't it convenient that while Roman has been dominating, people are like, "The Rock's going to show up." Like, I just want the the Roman Reigns' power is so big, people think the Rock is the only person that can stop him. I just want to say that. Well, The Rock's a bitch. He always backs. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. And he's like, no, not this year. Not this year. <laughs> not this year. And, and he'll probably come in, tear his shoulder. Uh, I don't know. I don't want The Rock to be there. I don't want him to win. I also think Gunther could be a Dark Horse candidate. He had that face-to-face with Seth and told him, you know, they kind of did a little tease for that at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Gunther is definitely going to be. Uh, I think he. Ha- I think he could be the Iron Man again. Yeah, he's certainly. You know, I could see him coming out. Maybe not in the top first two. Maybe like third or fourth guy out. Make it to the very end once again. Uh, so yeah, it's really down to those four guys as the winner, barring like a shock. Mm-hmm. I think on Monday Night Raw, Hulk Hogan even teased he was going to be in the Rumble. Oh, fuck during I hope the. Not. <laughs> 
when they yeah. did those by the numbers vignette he's like yeah, who knows brother maybe I got one left in me <laughs> like, God die go die I Fuck. mean, maybe that's how he dies. He comes out. He takes I would a love. Uh, I I would love to watch Hulk Hogan have a heart attack on screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's 22 surprises coming. I mean, like we said, some NXT guys, Carmelo Hayes should definitely be there. Braun Breaker should probably. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure Brock Lesnar. We haven't seen him since what SummerSlam. Been a long time. So he'll probably be okay. in it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a lot of fun though. There's, I mean, there's no one set, clear, definite winner in either Rumble. I'm very excited for this year's edition. Uh, yeah, my favorite time of year. My favorite, favorite time of favorite year, matches. baby. It's the best pay per view of the year. Uh, that was the entirety of the Rumble card from what we know of. Now, let's give you one more thing. Let's give you a wrestler of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week of the week of the week. Wrestler of the week. I am flipping over to Monday Night Raw. We're going to Ivar. Here, uh, we had talked, we had touched on it earlier, really doing such a great job for his team uh, with Eric being injured. The guy's just crushing it, showing the fans all sorts of things that maybe we didn't know he was even capable of, um, all while putting on great matches. Ivar, Wrestler of the Week. Yeah, no, he's been killing it. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to the big man, Ivar, as well. Wow. He's come a long way from those comedy segments with the Street Profits, the best of whatever they were. Right, when they were fucking One week they were mini putting and they were playing horseshoes and they were doing all this goofy shit. Yeah, that was lame. Uh, from the Viking experience to the Viking Raiders. The Viking to whatever they ex- I forgot about the Viking experience. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I think he's, you know, uh, this run has earned him a future, maybe like Intercontinental title. Yeah. Obviously not the guy to beat Gunther, but maybe beat the guy who beats the guy, you know? Oh, I mean, I'd love to watch that beef slap. So. Yeah, so good shit, Ivar. That would be some cool. slappy beef. Congratulations to Ivar and all the competitors. Good luck this weekend uh, at the Rumble. Thank you for listening to uh, – thank you for listening, everybody. Of course, you can rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We'll be back next week. Uh, post-Rumble. We'll be living in a post-Rumble world. Roads are punk. We still don't know, but I feel like it's going to be one of them. Vroom, vroom. We are officially on the road mm-hmm. to WrestleMania, baby. Jump on your motorbike. And let's go. Let's go, baby. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself, Mike. All right, bye. Choo.